bit Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Says he wants you Says he needs you if it's real talk, then why does he always cheat on you? Take your time, cuss him out, because he's moving rude boy, a really, really loose boy. And he does what we all know, dips it low, apologises slow, tries to lie that his heart's broke, tries to switch that thing. <laughs> Oh my God, I've got such a funny story about that. I did not even have a clue you were going to sing that song. That is a crazy throwback. Okay, so Christina Milian did yes. that for everybody that doesn't know. Yes. <laughs> there's no way that I would not know that. Now, let me tell you a funny story. So the funny story with that is that, do you remember when, Um, so you remember that video? So, okay, for those who don't know, in the video, she's doing this really iconic choreography. And then at one point, she kind of throws herself to well, the ground. ground yeah. I don't know if you remember, we always found that part so entertaining. So to make you laugh or just to entertain yeah. everyone or whatever, I would always kind of act at that part of the dance. Yeah. And I remember doing it, I'm, I would, I've probably done it like eight times. And I remember probably the, the ninth time you looked at me and said, do you know that Christina's wearing a harness when she's doing it? <laughs> and this is what... <laughs> This is where, at this point, my hip is fucked up. I'm I'm all fucked up. I've been throwing myself on my side. I'm literally landing on my side. And I remember you saying to me, you know she's literally wearing a harness. Or was it a harness or that they slow it down? They did something. They, they slowed it down, I think. And she was also wearing a harness. Because remember back in the day when we used to be able to see like the how they made the yes, videos? Yes, the behind the scenes. Yeah. Yes. And so they showed how they made the Dip It Low video. And they're wearing a harness and they kind of lay them down on yes. the floor. And I don't know if the floor slides up a little bit as well to meet them. But it was just so carefully done. Yes. But here you were. Throwing <laughs> my hip. It was literally... And I thought it was just so funny. And actually, I didn't realise that I was killing myself. <laughs> I actually told someone that story and they thought it was hilarious. I do not have the knee mobility, the knee functionality. I don't have it because even when I look at people now that when they do voguing and stuff and they dash themselves on the floor and I'm like, look, you you guys are you guys have been blessed with some vibranium knees because I can't. I don't know. I mean, after I look at Megan the Stallion and she's doing the you know when she's doing the twerk. And then she's doing all of that. I'm just like, that is a crazy that one I can kind manage. of stability. Really? Yeah, that one I can manage. But you know what it is? I think it's the, okay, cool. The strength you probably, anyone can probably get down, but it's the balance. No, but again, I'm good. I mean, how can you be having bucket baths all of these years? I don't know <laughs> how to balance on the balls. Okay, in heels. Yeah, come on. In heels. Yeah, but then the heels help because they keep your heel, literally keep your heel up and you've already put the pressure on the balls of your feet. Wow. When I look at everyone struggling with some of her dance moves, I'm just like, oh, could never be me, mate, because <laughs> I'm good. But it's the it's the dashing yourself, you know, like when you're walking down the runway and then you just and then you do the drop. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. nah. The, what do they call it? The death drop. Yeah, death drop. I can't. Nah, nah. Every time I, I'm die. just like, do is there a technique that you use to avoid injury? 
because I injured myself when I was doing that. <laughs> like I remember, like I know you're laughing. I remember my sides being so painful, but because everyone found it funny, I thought, no, I need to keep showing them. You're this dying for the love. banter. You're dying, dying for it. <laughs> dying for it. <laughs> Literally, it was oh, such embarrassing times in my life, man. No, no, such those were embarrassing times. times. Such perfect times. You were like, you were the just the, the highlight, the highlight oh, of childhood. Gosh. You, you always brought the banter, always did. Oh, gosh. But anyway, welcome to this week's episode no. of um, SYM. Thanks for coming to join us again. You keep coming back even after all these meaty episodes, but I have promised myself that this episode will be one hour. You know, that's it. You no, know that's a lie. 60 just, minutes, you know that's a lie. <laughs> I do not have the energy. I was in such a foul mood like this today. But you always bright me up. You were telling me oh. things even before we started recording. And I was just like, okay, now I'm laughing. Why am I laughing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can always tell you a bit. I was like, oh, gosh, I hope it's not me. <laughs> no, 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 never, never. But no, um, I just feel better. But I've, I've had such a, like, tough week. I'm just being really, really tired. But yeah, welcome to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck. You're a mom. And it's me, Kalechi. With me, Sadi. And people have pretty much said, like, you can't go anywhere. So I don't know where oh, we go gosh. from here. Oh, because, gosh. you know, you have to prepare them. <laughs> because when you can actually fly out again, these lot don't understand that they will not see you. We'll be doing Zoom. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ugh, guys, I don't even know. I just, I think now I just enjoy it too much. It's so funny, right? Because I think, you know, I've always loved being here talking the podcast with you but i, th- I want to say it's only until about last year that i really got in the full swing of it yeah, i don't yeah. know you know maybe the listeners can actually hear that i'm actually a lot more comfortable, comfortable, yeah, yeah. comfortable as well so you know i think i like doing it in this way where i'm on it every week because i feel like if i take a while off it'll be coming back will be like starting again yeah yeah um oh gosh sorry guys that's me, that's, that's me hitting, the, hitting the mic stand but um yeah i will i will be here for as long as i can stay for as long as you need me Okay, cool. Cool. There yes. you have it. There you have it, folks. So, um, well, let's get into the tarot for this week then. The tarot for this week, I was just like, you know what? Let the general message come through. My patrons will know that I've already added you to my close friends list. I only have like my patrons from Patreon on there and um, some other people that I just generally like that are on the close friends list um, on Instagram where I post like some readings here and there whenever I can, when I have the energy to. But I felt like it was important to be transparent and post one of the readings that I done for or I did for myself. Because when I some most mornings I wake up and do a, a card pull, I do my prayer, do a card pull for myself, understand where my energies are at, understand what the advice is and kind of go from there. And what I was getting was just like, you are all tapped out. Energy's gone. You are exhausted. Leave everything alone. And I really, really felt it because um, I think we're going to have a full moon in Libra today. And so the build up to it, while the moon's been in Virgo this week, I've been absolutely depleted. Like I've I've only been this tired. Um, the last time I was this tired where I just felt like, no, I just need to stay in bed. I don't want to do anything. Um, was when I was pregnant with Lev, um, just that level of exhaustion. But I still managed to kind of like do all of my Zoom meetings and things like that. But when I saw the cards, I was just like, yeah, you know what? I get it. I get it. So this week I just thought, let me pull the cards for the collective, see where we're at, um, and go from there. And it's interesting because the first card that comes out is the Four of Swords, which is about rest. So it's like they're looking for me everywhere. And this is what I mean about ancestors. Like when they're on crud, they are literally on crud. Like when they're spiritually on crud, they mean it. Like they will find you everywhere and scream in your face. So I feel like this is partly a self-drag and also like just a reading for the collective. Um... 
So the first card is the Four of Swords, which is talking about rest. Um, and the, the, I'm using the Lisa Stone Modern Witch Tarot deck. So we see the figure lying down on the bed, holding their head, holding their tummy. And I think that that says a lot because when you're not allowing yourself to have that rest, you can't actually see the good vibes that are around you. Like you're just in a mood. And, and I think that you, I don't know if any of you have experienced that level of tiredness where you're so you become moody and so even and then you become the bad vibes you become the thing that people need to sage in the environment because of your mood um and so it's about like allowing yourself to rest and then we've got the nine of cups in reverse the things that you work for that you've worked for will not disappear just because you you take a little while out to recuperate and to recalibrate because i promise you only the living can enjoy the things, you know. If you burn yourself all the way out, um, then what what happens to everything that you've worked for? Obviously, you want the things that will live beyond you. We're talking about those things, but we're also talking about the material things that you're working for. If you burn yourself out, how can you enjoy them? And also remember, like, the body um, is, is, is the vehicle that you have to use in this life. If you're running it, running it, running it, you're not servicing it, you're not, you're not, you're not looking after it, then when it breaks down, who are you going to blame exactly? So it's also about like just remembering that, like just remembering that um, the things will wait. And no matter how much pressure people want to put on you with deadlines and things like that, fam, things can move. And people keep forgetting that we're in a whole ass panda bear. Like everyone's trying to work to the same effect and, you know, effectiveness as pre-covid and i just think that that's absolutely mad and that is what cap that, that that's why capitalism is a, that's why capitalism is a scam basically because how are you still in this day and age still trying to work to these tight tight deadlines like people can wait and then the card that we get next is the devil card that comes out and actually came out in the reading that i did on um the close friends insta page yesterday um the devil coming out now is talking about that. It's talking about the fact that some of us have like really toxic, um, I hate that word really, but we just really have like really detrimental dynamics that we hold on to when it comes to how we um, go about doing things for other people. And, you know, Lauren Hill talks about it in Unplugged, about like the, the need to be needed if your soul identity is focused around being needed by other people, who are you outside of being needed? And that's why some people really can't take a break. They make it out like they can't take a break because, oh, you know, I just have to do so many things. Or is it that you can't take a break because if you were to not be of service to people, then you don't actually know what you would be doing outside of that. And I feel like true service comes from being of service to yourself. And I remember um, I was watching one of, because I'm a patron of um, Ahime Ora. Um, and she is, uh, she's just incredible. Black woman, I love her to bits. Um, and she did a reading, a pick a pile sort of reading. And the card I chose, or the item I chose that she, when she was doing the ancestral um, reading, dragged me for filth. I ended up crying while I was watching a YouTube video because it was just like, you've done, you like, for it says um, to a, a, a king must first know how to serve or something like that. And she says, but the message that's coming up for you here is that you've done a lot of serving and now you need to go and serve yourself. You need to rest. You need to do the things for you, like beautify yourself, go and do the things that bring you pleasure because you've done, you've like, you've paid your dues. It's okay to go and rest. 
And I just thought to myself that that was so interesting when I was listening to that reading because it hit somewhere deep in the fact that, like, this world, this society will have you believing, especially as a black person, specifically as a black woman, that the moment that you start putting yourself first, that, oh, look at you being selfish. You know, we've got the Empress card here in reverse. Like, look at you being selfish. Like, no, you should always be of use and um up for, to everybody else like what do you mean you're taking time out for yourself and how long are you taking out for yourself because whenever i say i'm coming off social media for a bit people love that until um, two weeks have gone by and then it's like oh just checking in yeah when are you yeah because suddenly you're noticing it um so yeah it's just it's it's interesting when i see things like that but it's about having the authority over your life to kind of say you know what i'm taking a break now and i trust that i've done enough with all the things that I've done and I know that I'm protected, divinely protected enough that I can go away from this and come back and I'm all right, but I need to make sure that I'm good. And it's phenomenal for me because um, as much as I'm training for my half marathon um, for the Royal Parks, because now you're doing like the Royal Parks half marathon virtually, as much as I'm training for that, this week I said, I'm not running and I just didn't run. I just didn't. Because when I noticed that my, my one of my glands was swollen in my throat, and these Invisaligns were killing my mouth. I just thought, you know what? So much is going on here that doesn't need to be going on. Let me just stay in bed. And that's revolutionary because I'm the kind of person that will just keep going, keep going. So I think growth is also knowing when to stop. Yeah, maturity, spiritual maturity is knowing when to go. Actually, I'm I'm good. I'm tired. I don't want to do this. Um, and rest is good. Rest is also part of productivity. Um you know, rest, just give yourself time to rest. Um, and then the card that we've got from the Wisdom of the Oracle deck, two cards came out, number seven to the sea, and then <laughs> 24, time for a nap. I told you, they just want to drag every time. The Oracle's message in to the sea says, isn't it wonderful when you feel yourself in the flow of life, when events and conditions seem to engage you in a way that is fluid and effortless? This card reminds you that going with the flow is exactly what you need to do right now. Uh, right now, ride the wave of opportunity formed by perfect conditions. Allow trust and faith to guide you forward as you flow like a river into the sea of life. Um, and then prosperity message. It says here, everything seems to work out when you stop scrambling and allow the sea of opportunities to wash over you and wake you up to your um, to your potential. Let's see what it says. Yeah, to your most prosperous potential. To get into that flow, you need to address your beliefs about abundance and money. The true meaning of your personal currency lies in your skills, your talents and abilities, and most important, your core beliefs. Everything flows from your inner world and is reflected in the outer one. When grateful to serve, you align your prosperity consciousness with a higher consciousness. You can expect miracles. Everything you need will come to you easily. Um... Protection message here says, when external conditions appear to block every attempt to move forward, there is no hidden message for you to decipher. Like the ocean, the tides of experience ebb and flow. You are in a natural cycle, so know that things will flow again in due course. There is no cause for alarm. Stop resisting and fighting against the situation and learn to flow. Even when the tide is going out, relax and trust in the abundance that will soon be within your reach again. An ancient mariner's saying applies to you now. When fishermen cannot go to, to sea, they stay home and repair their nets. And I think that that's a real word. That's an absolute word because um, I like to go by the sea to kind of uh, by the river to do my prayers. And I remember going to the river this morning 
and the tide was all the way out, like all the way out. And it really made me think, it really grounded me in that moment because I thought to myself, look at the power of the moon. We know we're about to have a full moon. Look at the power of the moon where it's able to pull the water away. And we are mostly made up of water. So how do we not realise that we are affected in the, you know, by planets, by, you know, by all of these things? We, we seem to think that we're not affected when really we are part of it. We are part of that natural cycle. So looking at the way that the tide had gone all the way out made me think about the fact that I felt so tired this week and understanding that that is also part of the natural cycle. And to force myself, imagine somebody seeing that the tide is out and they're still trying to sail a boat where there is no water. That's what it's felt like sometimes for me where the tide is out, but I'm still trying to, the tide is out, but I'm holding you know. on. <laughs> I'm going to be... <laughs> <laughs> is that the I'm not doing this with you. Anyway. <laughs> um, I thought that was Atomic Kitten. Stupidity X. No. I remember it being mostly girls, but you could be right because, you know, Olympus has fallen. Yeah, yeah. Olympus has fallen. I, I'm right. I think it was Olympus. You should check that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think that it's one of those things, like, you, you're trying to sail a boat where there is no water and you have to ask yourself, isn't it just, doesn't it make more sense to kind of wait for when the water comes back in? So, um, and while the water isn't in, like focus on the other things that you could be doing, like resting, like mending the things that help you to grab the abundance, like mending your net and things like that. So it's just remembering these things. And number 24, a time for a nap says, um, this is a time to step away and rest. Let the cares of your world go. Go into a state of non-action. Allow yourself to be free of the shackles of your goals, your lists, your desires. Nothing is as important as rest, detachment and neutrality. The overly busy mind can block you from inner wisdom. If you don't step back, take a seat and rest. Um, be willing to let dreams surface and ideas flow through you. Absent any force or conscious direction as you observe without engagement right now. Um, oh, there's a relationship message here. It says, when it comes to matters of the heart, don't make any plans right now. If you're not partnered, it's a good time to take this time to um, out to get to know yourself. If you're involved with someone, relax and just be with your partner. This is going to be an uneventful moment in time. Don't force anything now. Allow things to flow naturally and, and a be beautiful renewal will take place all by itself. Patience is the key to your heart's desires right now. Withdraw from action in your relationship and give it a rest so that your love and connection can become rejuvenated. The prosperity message says this is a great time to take a break, uh, break from your busy schedule and allow yourself the opportunity to step back. Your plans are meant to be put on ice. Your goals can wait. Dream, imagine, and let go of attachments to any outcome now. Meditate and take a holiday if you can, lol. <laughs> Things will speed up soon enough. After a break, you may want to make some changes. Epiphanies have an amazing way of arising when you take your focus off your to-do list and allow yourself to rest. Protection message says, you are a human being, not a human doing, lol. Is it possible you're suffering from workaholism? Could you be the one who thinks it's your job to save everyone, Empress in reverse, to be there for everyone and to go, go, go until you can barely see straight? You've gone as far as you can. You've worked hard and nourished people and projects, but now you are an, you are an empty well and have no reserves for others or for yourself. Don't let your ego keep you going full speed when your body and spirit need rest. 
Exhaustion is calling you to stop what you're doing altogether and take a break. If you don't, the appearance of this card could pretend a possible illness that stems from being totally overwhelmed. You will feel like a new person if you take that break. Do it now. Okay, I hear you, spirit. Leave me alone. Thanks so much. From the spiritual seasoning for the soul deck, we've got you are the soul authority when it comes to your life. Act like it. And I think that that's a word and a message and a mood because I think sometimes we pretend like, oh, well, I've got to keep going because this needs to be done and this needs to be done almost as if life is dragging you along by the eyebrows. And actually, there is a point where you can say no. As much as these things need to be done, I'm not doing it. I'm going to rest. And it'll be okay. You know, I, I know that um that could be, seem like it's been said from a privileged position where you know well if you've got to eat you've got food you know you've got to put food on the table you need to do what you need to do but again you know deep down that there is a way that things can be done in moderation and that you can ask for help when you need it um the last card is from the akamara tarot deck and the card that came out is asher which i love so it is that's what it means so it says here let's see what it says is that yoruba yeah oh. Yeah, I love this deck. It's cute. It says here, Asher, the world was created by one. It goes on to say, Asher is a, um, Asher is a Yoruba concept, not easily translated to English, but in a base form, it means the divine power, energy, and force present in all beings to produce the change they seek. This card is present in the reading as a suggestion that you may be going through a period in which you don't believe in your personal power and instead you rely on the decisions of others, spirits, friends, etc., to make grand decisions um, for you and to express how much you are capable of doing. It's important to make a mental note of why you may be feeling like you lack the divinity to create the opportunities or outcomes you want for yourself without external input. Why do you not feel comfortable taking the initiative to create your world without looking for permission? If it is of goodwill, utilising your talents and makes you happy, why are you allowing others to live your life for you by planning your power? Um, and I think that that's, yeah, that's really true. So like I said, saying, oh, well, you know, I need to do this and people need me here and I need to do this. No, there comes a point where you can say, actually, I have a power to dictate otherwise. And I'm saying that I'm going to go and chill out for a bit. And I know that the power that resides in within me, that's the offshoot of the divine power, means that I'll be able to pick things right up where I've left it and I'll still go keep on going diligently towards my greatness. And in fact, rest is also part of my greatness. Peace is part of my greatness. Um, and so it is. That's that. That's the reading. Spirit dragged you. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking about that. That Beyonce song, wait in my power. My power. Oh, yeah. My power. Yeah, no, Spirit dragged you. And look, I, 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 I agree with message i think it's very important to know when to take a break take a break yeah like what's that saying nobody is indispensable yeah mommy tells us that all the oh, time yeah i always thought she was using the wrong word but she's right <laughs> she was right because <laughs> right. sometimes she'd be using words and Ooh, i'm like not where that goes not where that goes but yeah um no it's definitely important to, to take a break i think with me i'm just so like in my particular um work i kind of find that if i don't do anything like nothing gets done yeah so i'm always like crazy over like trying to make sure everything gets done i will always, I will always, always kind of like do extra and do all of that and i'm just like no look if i fall sick today if i decide to quit today they will find somebody else literally they literally. will find somebody. even even with my amazing contributions the certificates the trips all of that awards and all of that i just think to myself look if i ever decide to leave they will replace me yes Yes. So, yeah, it is okay. Just 
chill, take a break, share the responsibility yes. like it's meant to be shared. Yeah. You know, and chill. And chill out. So yeah, that's that. Anyway, let's big up BetterHelp, who are the um, sponsors for this week's episode. And we'll be right back. I've just realised that that song is actually The Tide Is High. I said The Tide Is Out, but I'm holding on. <laughs> See, Olympus has really fallen. <laughs> this is what tiredness does to you. Olympus crumbles. Wow. Yes. Anyway, um, big up this week's show sponsor, who are Better Help. That's Better H-E-L-P. Um, is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe you're not resting enough. I don't know. Um, well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counselling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, um, which might not actually be um, locally available in your area. So that's why it's great to kind of be on their platform. The service is available for clients worldwide and you can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counsellor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. People can't go outside anyway. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counsellors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselling and financial aid is also available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit their website, read some testimonials, get your life. Visit betterhelp.com, that's betterhelp.com forward slash your mind and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Um, yeah, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and um, Say Your Mind listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. That's betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. Now let's go to Share Your Magnificence. So this week for Share Your Magnificence, um, we've got a really nice email, although this I have to be honest, this came in in January, but I've just been very, oh, very busy. Oh, but thank you for sending it in. Thank you. Um, and this is how I'm working. Hard. Remember that you say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really working hard at trying to like balance all the ones, all the messages that I haven't gotten through, plus the new ones that come in that catch my eye. Um, but remember, you can send your letters for Share Your Magnificence, So You Mad, or Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum to SYM at KalechiOkafor.com. And um, we might read it out. So it says here, hi, Kalechi. I've never written in before, but felt moved to because a series um, on a podcast I'm listening to keeps making me think of you. This is because of all the research they put into understanding African spirituality and the ties it could have with Christianity. Growing up, we hear our parents say harmful things about African spirituality, i.e. calling it juju. But it's in my adult years that I'm feeling more drawn to that version of our history. I don't know if you're a Beyonce fan, but this relates to her most recent body of work, Black is King. There is a podcast, Dissect, by Cole Sukshna. I don't know. I have to check the press. Sorry if I massacred your name. It's C-U-C-H-N-A, who um, studied music composition. Each series, he takes an album and breaks it down, not just its composition, but also possible meanings behind the lyrics. And in Beyonce's case, the visuals. He usually does rap albums, but recently did Beyonce's Lemonade. Cole, a white man, um, understood that it... Um, so is that Cole Sukhna? Maybe Sukhna. Anyway. Anyway, Cole, Sukhna. Yeah. Anyway, um, Cole, a white man, understood that it was his, in his best interest to enlist the help of Dr. Titi Shodia. Uh, a black woman who has um, her own podcast. Dr. Titi 
um, likely has a more informed view of some of the themes explored in both Beyonce's projects. Partway through the Lemonade series, Black is, Black is King was released. When I first watched it, I said, beautiful gowns. It all looked very artsy. I didn't understand what I was looking at and I was disappointed by Beyonce's Besset. Why? Um, but having listened to this series of dissect, I've um, I, I can see the amount of work that went into creating the beautiful piece of art, and now piece of history. Knowing how vilified African spirituality has been throughout the years, I'm so happy it's been depicted and dissected so beautifully. If you took in Black is King before, I'd suggest you listen to the podcast and rewatch it with new eyes. So many parts of Black is King were incredibly intentional and I have a lot of appreciation for the team behind it. Um, Big up yourself, Jen Inkiru. Um, I know some observations made by Dissect might be serendipitous, but still I'm enjoying. Some people think that art isn't supposed to be picked apart like this, but I find the way Cole and Titi do it helps you to appreciate it so much more. And as a black British-born Ghanaian and Nigerian, wow, mix, I love it. It gives me a sense of pride, understanding the ways in which being born in the diaspora can play out and the importance of understanding my past and the power in connecting with my ancestors. My reason for sharing um, sharing is that I know you take interest in African spirituality and I didn't want my first letter to be one full of trauma or having to draw someone out for fuckery. I much prefer spreading joy and allowing people to geek out on, some, on the same things I took pleasure in. Hopefully, if you do have the time, you enjoy this podcast as much as I have. And if you'd like to mention this on the podcast, here's a link to the series where you guys can find that dissect podcast by Cole Tsukna. Um, there are seven parts released daily and there are... Seven parts released daily? Yeah. So there are seven parts released daily. So I think that it's released every day. But then there one, are seven parts. day. Yeah, one a day oh. for a week. <laughs> oh. Okay. Imagine every hour, yeah. <laughs> every two oh hours, you <laughs> um, and we're we're at part five today, and that was sorry, that's what that was in January. Um, but you can listen back to this series and others. Um, P.S. Some of the pronunciations are a bit higgy. Um, love Ro, thank you, Ro, thank you so so much oh, for that letter. And my letter. apologies for taking so long to get to that. But you know, Beyonce's work is evergreen evergreen so for those who may not have listened to black is king at the time or watched the um, everything now i hope that you have and then you can go and check it out i'm saying that and i have to be honest because this is a podcast about honesty i have not watched black is king oh, that's not really good i haven't that's not really good i would have preferred if you lied about it <laughs> oh, i can't even laugh a lot because that is not like i was i was re- listening to that letter and I, like nothing surprised me like i'm glad that they you know listen to that podcast and they got all of that from it i think that's absolutely amazing i love when things are dissected you know it takes me back to uni times but however i didn't need that dissection as a beyonce enthusiast i felt everything that she was giving in that blackest king yeah but i think that there are probably some things that they that they mentioned that you you would have appreciated although yeah of course i would still i'm still gonna go listen to it yeah because i want to know like the historical fact i want to know all of this and all of that but i'm just saying just watching the black i I knew that i was in the presence of Of greatness greatness, i knew that what i was witnessing was just on a different level. So it annoyed me greatly when we had that whole SARS issue. Yeah. And we were calling on Beyonce to come and do... And I just thought, no, 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 no. Whatever Beyonce puts her hand into, yeah. it is 100%. And this is the thing. One thing I also love is that in recent years, now we've we've kind of moved away from saying, oh, 
Beyonce, Rihanna, and just them. Now we actually pay a lot more attention to the team. Yes, now now yes. we're big enough photographers, we're big yeah. enough researchers, we're big enough stylists, and I just feel like yeah, that's I picked what up the producer there, Jennifer, and, Je- and yeah, Kuru, yeah, yeah, and Kiru. Like we went to school together. She's she's big in again. She produced that. She produced that. Um, she did um brown skin girl. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow, that's and she was the one. She was also um 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 go um, ape shit or whatever ape shit ape shit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. she was she in was the, one of the producers loop. for that yeah she was the one of the producers for that as well like jen's out here well yeah you see this is what i'm saying and i feel like this is what i'd like to say like yeah we can big up beyonce beyonce's this rihanna's this all of that but it's this team yes it is your team things have to be correct and that is true empress energy because it's not about you doing everything for yourself for drag me spirit it's not about you doing everything yourself if you're true empress you know how to pick the kind of team that will uh, that will that will elevate that your greatness that yes. will be able to truly truly bring it out to the fore for everybody to see because yes. there's only so much that you can do but if you get the right people my god you get it so right yeah. and look i thought black is king was visually just there isn't anything that tops black you know king. what i didn't have disney plus at the time oh so that probably makes that yeah i, I have could, disney I plus now but then i used it to watch one division first and soul Fine, because that was this year. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, fine. But black is, is. I feel like it needs to be in the. It needs to be in the curriculum. Yeah, no, black is. Black, black is. I think, it is. To be, I think Harvard is trying to do a. Course yeah, they on need it. to. They need to. It needs to be in the curriculum because even how they tell the story. Yeah. It's like oh, it's so good. But yeah, like I say, like yeah, we can give Beyonce her props, but really and truly, the team did. She even bigged them up as well. She there was a long yeah. list. She she was like, nah, it was really the team. And then look how she's become more robust, more solid over the years as her team has improved. Yes. Do you get what I mean? Like then you're really, really able to kind of bring your manifest, the vision that you have, your creative vision, when you have a team around you that understands it and they know where you're trying to go and then they push you further as well. Yes. Yes. She wouldn't have you not went... thought of that of her. No way. What do you mean? Of course, no way. Yeah. No way. There was a guy, I can't remember his name he's a he's a really popular like um nigerian socialite she got in touch with him she was like show me the ropes who do i need to know who do i need to speak to do you know what i mean like and i love and i love that and you know you have to give her props there i'm glad you she really enjoyed the podcast i was a bit disappointed when she was like she was disappointed in beyonce's messer when she first saw it i was like beyonce's messer was actually quite Good. <laughs> I don't even know about my Wesley. I need to go make sure that I'm on it's point now. It's not even that hard. You just literally want to flick your yeah. yeah and bring your inside there. Right, inside and you have to have in. that attitude. Yeah, yeah. I just need to go to Nigeria, to be honest. And I feel like uh, noticing that the kind of things that Beyonce does and the dates that she puts things out, I really think that she's kind of delved into African, sp- well, sp- sp- uh, specifically Yoruba cosmology. Oh, I think yeah. she's really, really delved into it because she's we really... from Lemonade, didn't Yeah, we? from Lemonade, she's really exuding that Oshun um, energy. Like, she, um, that might be her um, her mum, her Orisha, um, so that she venerates. But I, I, I love it. I love it. And, you know, I'm always talking about the fact that as far as I'm concerned, there's no motherfucker. There is not a single one of you motherfuckers that will come to me and tell me anything about, oh, but don't you think this and that is demonic? You can go suck out your mother. You can't, There is nothing that you can tell me have you, about have, that. Have you heard about the new chat about the Nas? So Nas has come out with a video called Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. And look, visually... Have you, have you, it's have sensational. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, you're the whole thing? Oh. Not the whole thing, but what yeah. What you needed to see. Yeah. Visually, it's sick. Yeah. Visually, you're like, oh my God, someone's actually created this. So there's a scene where he's ascending to heaven. Yeah. And then a pole just magically arrives. And, and he, he starts spinning it on he, that pole. He goes down that pole. With that, with, him, with his thigh-high boots. He does. And, and his that, red, that lace red lace front. front. 
he goes down that pole and then when he descends that pole could never <laughs> in his life and when he comes down from that pole he starts twerking on the cgi satan and everyone's like oh my god this is demonic this is crazy and i'm just like do you guys understand you're all going to hell like i just don't, i don't understand why is it why did it take and lil nas made a fantastic point he said had the whole slavery we had the whole holocaust and you're gonna try and tell me mass shootings every other week right but i'm the one that's going to hell. i'm, I'm the one ruining right. the kids me but let me be honest though aside from the lil nas sorry guys for hitting the mic stand again <laughs> aside from the lil nas critique i mean no, i'm not in, it's not even to do with religiousness or anything like that i'm not into the whole demonic i'm not into the whole satan image like you know so as part of that video now yeah. he's come out with a, a trainer and he's put with one drop of blood with one drop of human blood yeah. and he's got like the satanic theme things like that never that's get gone me. too far Ooh. to me to me that one's gone too far you know i don't uh, whose blood is in the shoe yeah. and the thing is things carry energy i'm not walking around with a tra- i i was hoping that maybe it was an april fool's joke or something and then i saw that they had like the um the pentagram or whatever on the shoe as well i um, yeah you know that there are some things i'm just like i'm good i'm all right i'm all right because to me like there is pushing the conversation forward and then there's also actually you're fucking with things that you should not be fucking with and i don't come feel particularly comfortable walking around in a shoe where there's one drop of blood who's blood yeah it just reminds me of the days where oh gosh it's such an embarrassing phase i had a phase back in my early to early teenage years i liked wearing things with skulls i don't know Remember. Oh, I remember, but everyone did. That did was they? Cute. Oh, yeah, okay. You had bracelets and necklaces. I think no, I even I had was a wearing star. skull. I was wearing yeah, t-shirts yeah, no, with a skull yeah, on. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Get upset all the time. Mommy hated it. Literally <laughs> hated it. She's like, uh, and your moi, do you know what you're calling for? You're right. <laughs> I'm like oh it's just fashion. It was like not so much, but really, I don't know. I feel like you know he's trying to he's trying to take the power out of it. You know, yeah. Like what is the what is satanic? Yeah, yeah, what is demonic? And I'm just like. For me personally, it's just it, it, that image just doesn't work for me. You will never find me rocking anything that to do with demonic or pe- no, I just don't look. No. I just don't want to. I want my audience to be very clear on the sort of person that I am. I don't want to start wearing all of these demonic things and then I'm attracting these de- devil worshippers. Yes. These people are like, oh yeah, no, he worships the devil. Yeah, let's. let's He's like on. us. Yeah, let me go break into his house at night. And we'll do a ritual. <laughs> I will be doing it together. Like no, 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 no. I don't, I want to attract the right sort. You wake of people. up and they've surrounded your bed. Can you imagine? <laughs> and then they're looking at me like, why are you so confused? This is what you asked for now. Uh, don't you worship the devil so no so i don't i don't i'm not like ascribed to all of that but what i think what Lil Nas is doing is amazing for the younger children you know for i'm talking like maybe the 21 or yeah yeah, like, yeah. you know them and below i think it's great just to because once you once we're shocked like this now someone's going to come out and do something similar we're not going to be that shocked yeah i think that's all it takes that we have this one big shock now Lil Nas has done it now and i don't even think it was much of a, I don't think it was that think much was of a that big deal. Shot, no. yeah, I, I just, just don't think maybe I've seen a lot in my life, but yeah, I just yeah, and I I love it for him. You know, there's something I find so endearing about him. There's something that I really really like about him because he's definitely a child of the internet where he knows what gets the girls talking. You know, I don't know what it means, but it's provocative. You know, like he he gets this and and but i still want to protect him in some ways because sometimes the backlash is just like are you guys fucking stupid like he said you lot say gay people are going to hell all of the time you say it all of the time so now that he's gone there what's your problem what he, is the, he's, and he's there and he's dancing and, he's dancing. and there's actually a, a a very endearing story to the whole yes, video yeah, you know yeah, with him sure, going yeah. to the video uh, with him going to heaven and then actually decided to just there's a lot more to it where we can get that another time but still i just feel like you know 
he's he's just like you said it's, it's very brave of him to do what he's doing i think if if there's any critique it would be good for, it would be good for him to become a more more kind of real in a way i feel like a lot of the a lot of what he does is to play on um stereotypes Play on stereotypes, yeah, kind of make fun of himself for being gay before people make fun of him for But it. he said that because he used to be a barb, you know? He used to be a he barb. He was a... No, no, no. <laughs> no, there's barb and there's... No, no, you laugh at it, but you haven't... I don't think you... I didn't you, see no, you I actually remember the time seeing that account and thinking to myself, like, this wow. is a serious account. I follow a few stand accounts and I, think to, I always used to think to myself... Surely there must be sometimes where they just tweet about their personal lives. They talk about yeah, their yeah. mom, what's going no. on. No, no, no. <laughs> These stand accounts, no. This is purely Nikki. In the morning, they say good morning, Nikki. Wow. Uh, in the afternoon, they criticize her haters. <laughs> in the evening, they talk about her old songs. There is a whole schedule with the Bob. So, but Lil Nas was on a different scale. Lil Nas was on a. <laughs> He was head Bob to the point where wow. Nicki Minaj had a problem with him, and Nicki Minaj said, "Well, I'm happy that you're, you know, you're out and everything, but it, it stung a little bit for you to act as though you weren't above when you were on the level of the level of barbary, <laughs> the level of barbary, <laughs> the level of barbary he was on." So, I mean, my thing is, is that like it would, I think, at one point he's gonna have to stop making jokes about it i mean it's fine he's young he could keep yeah, making jokes yeah, for time, now yeah. but he's gonna have to stop making jokes he's gonna have to come a bit more real yeah about it not everybody finds it funny yeah i think for him it has to it's a defense mechanism in it I because so. where are the rest of the man them to support him you know so i guess he feels like well i've got to do this and kind of get to the joke before you get to the joke because i feel like sometimes that's a trauma response as well because yeah, you just know is. like people are going to try and say shit um, but the way that he's able to flip it on them sometimes, I love it. Like the, even the way that the girls were vexed because um, he dressed up as um, um, Nicki Minaj for Halloween yeah. and he had the CGI boobs. Like they were offended, but the reason you're offended is because you, you liked it, you were attracted exactly. to the image. And, and I didn't. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly that. And I and I say that that what you're saying is so true because remember we've had Big Mama's house. We had Big yes. Mama's house one, and we had Big Mama's house two. Yeah. So two times Martin Lawrence dressed <laughs> up as a woman with huge tits. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? And a wig and all of this and all of that. But you know the sort of woman, the same. But the sort of big, the sort of person that Big Mama was portrayed to be, we're not meant to find her attractive. Yeah, yeah. But because Lil Nas has gone and done Nicki Minaj, and he did it very, very well. well. Yeah. I didn't. I, I don't know how they get the boobs to look. Like yeah, that. no. But yeah, he did it very well. Yeah. And people are now pressed about it. Yeah. I'm just like, no, that is because he makes people confront their own sexuality. He makes people confront their own ideas, their deeply held beliefs about their sexuality and what that means and what gender means and all of that. And that's not a conversation that a lot of people are ready for, but they're going to have to get ready for it. It's, it's happening whether you like it or not. And I think that when he's trying to, I think everything happens in stages in it. So he's trying to appear more fully as himself. And I love that video for him, um, Come By Your Name, because it, that's his way of coming out more and more as, him, as himself. And then you, as, when you do that as well, you make the parameters safer and safer and safer. That's what I said. Like, yeah, 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 so the shock value will go down. Like, yeah, 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 now, yeah. now that he's done that, it's like, well, what's, what's he going to do now yeah, to really yeah. shock us? I totally get it. I just think he's going to have to become a lot more real. He's going to have to sell. I mean, if you really want to sell sex, you have to be committed to selling sex. I mean, I don't yeah. think he's... Sells it like that. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think he even wants Maybe to. Maybe he doesn't want to. Okay, fine. I think, he, I think he just wants to express his creativity. And, and again, it's what we say about teams, right? So he had this surface level understanding of what he wanted to portray in that video. Mm. I just think that in terms of the nuance that he probably wanted in it, in terms to, to have the conversation that he was trying to have, 
you would have needed an, a stronger team yes, that could get that, that message. That could get that message yeah. out because all we all everyone got from it was that you know you just you were talking about saying yeah you're talking about saying you went yeah. down the pole to hell yeah and so what are you trying to say about <laughs> shippers that shippers are going to hell well, but it goes to the wider conversation you're all going there yeah which is true yeah <laughs> you can't be you can't be saying one rule for somebody and, and another rule and for another you. rule for somebody but else but I think that his commentary was more than that like even just the construct of heaven and hell it's a fallacy like you you are in that place right now you you are in your heaven you are in your hell right now what happens next after this you're going to a next stage of whether that more of that heaven or more of that hell it's really up to you so i I think that he does that but it takes somebody to be able to explain that for him like just the, the the fake um you know piety that a lot of us have like oh i couldn't do that that's just not me oh that's not godly that's not godly but all of the people that you are following about god 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 they're moving mad equally as mad so Ooh. what now but we're gonna get I on that su- uh, we're gonna get on that such shortly a segue. <laughs> such a good segue i'm really impressed with that no i'm really 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 impressed with that just, i wish they could see my face very very happy the Christian people that you want to support on the pedestal. Can we get into it now? Let's get the into Christian it. So people that you so want to put on the mad. pedestal. Let's do it. So, so you, mad. you are mad. Derek Jackson. I, firstly, I hate the spelling. <laughs> Why does he spell it like that? Is it because of what I was... Do you remember when I was talking about SEO, search, search engine optimization? I think so. But also, I just think that he's a bit of a douche. So I, I wouldn't be surprised that he'd spell it like that. From when I saw that he spelled it that way, I was just like, oh, you're a mad person anyway. So that's clear. But Derek Jackson, in case um, some of you don't know... He's um, a godly guy, um, you know, one of those guys, one of those black guys that likes to give advice, relationship advice, primarily to women. Like, even if he doesn't go on saying women, women, women all the time, but he does, you know that the content is directed at women. So usually he'll make these videos where he's sitting in his car and um, he's talking. I think it's interesting. Did we ever, did he always have a car seat, a baby car seat in the back seat? Or was that recently? I don't know. I did, let me be honest, just before you go on, I didn't know about Derek Jackson before this. Oh, no, I did. Because oh, did? people okay. would always want to send me um, videos like, oh, sis, did you see this? He's talking sense. And I think that uh, um, maybe once I've gone, okay. There was some point sense to him. there. Yeah, there okay. was some sense there. Only for it to come out that actually he's been cheating very aggressively, incredibly aggressively on his wife during a panna cotta crazy wow. i think for me where i start with i start with the way he was criticizing other black men that oh. had cheated on their wives oh so derek jackson there, there was a time on this i want to say maybe a couple years ago maximum whatever like that anyways uh, a popular there was a popular couple the man was found to have been cheating derek jackson made a whole video denouncing this man mm-hmm. Talking about how these days he's that it was it's actually a lot worse than it seems. It's, to me, that's just peak displacement where Ooh. your persona is so far removed from the person that you actually are. So you feel like you can talk on people's things, not realizing that well, or ch- choosing to ignore that you two are doing that, if not worse. Like that's what's so wild about so it. So bad about, it. and then he's gone on now after that video. Maybe during that video, he's now gone on to create a brand. He's got the t-shirt. Yeah, even affirmation gold. card. Nation cards talking about black men don't cheat um all of this all of that for me it's absolutely terrifying yeah oh yeah that way and i think that's a i think that's a um something that it's a trait that is exclusive to narcissists yes yes that's where, what was calling them, yes yeah. that's what he is a big time knock where 
you don't even like he when he thinks of himself he thinks of his brand he thinks yeah. of the black men don't cheat brand yeah. so it, it doesn't occur to him that he is truly sick yes yeah in the head and so we need to get into that video because he mm. very much sat, he brought his wife, looked to me like he dragged his wife to come and sit next to him, yep. Danaea Jackson, yep. brought her to sit next to him. He's holding her hand to the point where if she if she was white, her hand would have been blue. <laughs> like, Period. wow, he was holding her hand so tightly and saying... Oh, wait, 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 you forgot to mention something. This was the first time he had posted um, his wife. He posted a wedding photo last year. Okay, fine. Um, I think, I think, but this was, yeah, this was the first time he'd ever, Done ever, filming, yeah, yeah. yeah, filmed with her and they filmed in the house as well, which I also think is in, important. So when you <laughs> study, um, study um, theatre or dramaturgy or whatever, you look at mise-en-scene. It's interesting that he brought the um, video that he wanted to film inside the home, into the marital home. He wanted to film it there. However, he then goes on after that video to make a reaction video. He makes a reaction video to that video and he films that in the car. So he's gone back into his persona. He's gone back into his brand. So it was interesting that 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 happened. Very good analysis. Um, So I'm looking at it. And so you're showing us this video in your home on the sofa, got her to sit next to you. She looks like she's out of it to be honest, like, she's just, I don't know, and is it gets worse. Is she pregnant? Oh, no, sorry, let's not talk yeah. maybe she is, I don't know. Yeah, but it gets worse from there for her anyway. So he's sitting there holding her hand, talking about, oh, well, you know, I really should have brought up the video because it's the way that he went about phrasing everything that he was saying. He says, oh, some people have been um, speculating about, um, and I did cheat. No, he, I don't even think he wanted to use the word cheat. No, he, I don't think he actually said cheat, and he was like, if I've done... If and, I've done, yeah, yeah. If things that I've done, yes, these things include sex, and and was, some people might be okay with that. Again, you're trying to make it out as if you you've got this moral integrity where some people might be okay with the fact that I did those things, but I'm letting you know that I'm not okay with that. Why did you need to mention that? Talking we, about talking about how he was keeping relationships with women, where they were checking up on him, yeah. he was checking up on them. But um, it went further to to what did he actually say? Physically sex, but I think he did mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said yeah sexual relations with with numerous women um you know and you know this is a new chapter of our marriage you know and because this happened we were talking in august september he that's that pisses me off you fucking stupid <laughs> motherfucker he looks over at her and goes august september last year why are you why you where, where, where was you that was doing it and let me tell you <laughs> derek 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 before derek did this yeah this is what i love about this because people will always show themselves before before derek did this he told us he gave us a re- he dropped a really good gem he yeah. said when you catch a man cheating that was not his first time yes that was not his first time Derek was lying actually about those dates that he was cheating from and actually I just really want to throw something in the mix before we even land at the time that he filmed that video he was sleeping with his side chick a week before yes and and He was sleeping with his side chick a week before. Did she come out with the receipt? Yeah, and some, they're saying that even despite the apology, he's still dating one of them. So that's the one. Yes. So you did the apology while while you were still going forward. Yes, yes. And then, yes. You, and then Danea, the wife, is now saying, oh, he went away to go and heal and he's back. Wait, so if he was allegedly doing the cheat in between August and September <laughs> and then you found out, when exactly did he do the healing? Because we were in March. Let me tell you something. You said her name is Danea. Yeah. I'm telling you her name is Denial. <laughs> I'm telling you her name is Denial. Her name is Denial Jackson because the way she's willing to deny, and I think that's one of the funny oh parts. We never, we never, we never, ever, ever should direct the attention to the woman because of at course. the end of the day, they are. It's, it's almost a bit like Stockholm syndrome, right? Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. So, but 
one thing that is concerning is the way that she just doesn't want to confront yes actually what he's done and i think that's what happens in a lot of relationships i think sometimes people get caught up in the shock of what's happened yes and having that person wanting to repair things it's like okay well uh, well let's and you're still in shock you're, you so you're thinking okay well let's let's just kind of mend things let's get things let's get, get things better but looking at her face i don't think she's truly deep what my man has actually done to her in just like you said in a panna cotta. yeah in a panna cotta. and i think could have given you std as well as oh, covid oh, why not oh, why not just poison me kill take just me out poison me. <laughs> oh. on him, take my pun him take him out and land and run him <laughs> no like this is wild um and and i think that it's another thing when people kind of guys like him know the kind of women to choose because from her page, you could see that she's gone through lots and lots of traumatic ordeals in her life. And so this is just an extension of that trauma. Yes. And he knows this and he's not unlikely to change. There's one skirt that she wore in one of her pictures. And I, this is not me shaming her in any way. I'm just saying that there is a uniform that some of these church women like to wear. Absolutely. And it she includes was, a denim skirt as well. And they, love, and they love a long denim skirt. Yeah. And she was wearing that ankle length skirt. And I said, sis, this is this is the bondage. Forget that you're a useless husband, but this is the bondage. This because let's bondage. have a conversation about the way that the Christian church tries to strip women, specifically in the black churches, strip black women of their sexuality, get you out here wearing a cloak and telling you that, oh, well, you know, this is a, how a godly woman dresses. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Meanwhile, you're doing all of that. What are the men doing? What are they doing? Even when you look at the apology video, right, visually, I don't even think he's a great looking person but and just i guess he thinks he is so but yeah. looking at the video he could tell he's done up he's got his he's, he looks okay yeah. he looks like he's ready to film and then she's there wearing the helmet of salvation <laughs> and that is what pissed me off and this is why you know that he's an evil guy you're a fucking evil guy because if you're bringing your wife to come and sit next to you on your apology parade on your on your on your on your, on your penis parade <laughs> like surely you would make sure that she's set good you would be as, like, or as good as you are right because you, you don't look wore, like you're about to go to wear, bed but you wore your jumper and you show your muscles mm -hmm. but she's wearing something that people could misinterpret as a bonnet on her head but actually it was one of her favorite knitted uh, um, hats that i've seen in quite a few of her photos she loves a knitted hat and she'll now wear it to the side like a beret <laughs> and i oh god oh god <laughs> them holy ghost attire that you lot needs that you love to wear that they stop stop let because there's go. no let it go let, let it go. go there is no amount of um spiritual um you know um, um sartorial um garments that you'll be able to put together that will take away from the fact that these men we're still dealing with patriarchy even the bible that you're reading we're still dealing with patriarchy so what now what now like, I, and the fact that he was then going into the comment sections of all the places that posted him, like he was loving it. And they're like, oh, sis, you're wearing a bonnet. And he's like, oh, it's not a bonnet, it's a hat. Like you're back, you're, you're running banter. Yeah, you're I'm running banter like, on your wife that you cheated on. Yes, and he can do that because look, when people, look, if he's cheated on her, she doesn't take it serious. Why Why should he take it serious? Yeah. I'm sorry, he's not taking it seriously. I've he is it. absolutely not taking it seriously. And Denial Jackson describes it as... <laughs> <laughs> 
No, denial Jackson describes it as spiritual warfare. Yes. Which bothers me more so because look, if he, if you denial, if you actually stepped out on your husband, it will not be. That, it will not be spiritual. It warfare It will not then. be spiritual warfare. Where, when have you? When uh, show me a man. Show me a um, a man, a black man specifically, who has um. Been known publicly to have been cheated on by his wife and he's forgiven her and accepted her. What's interesting is that people were in my DMs when I was posting about this. My Instagram stories have been so on fire this week. I don't know how my followers have finally just realized that I post more on Insta stories, but whatever. So, anyway, um, people were DMing me going, Yeah, but what about Jada Pinkett? You are wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> You're wrong because. F- what we garnered from that is that she didn't cheat. They were already in some form of an open relationship, yes. an open marriage anyway. The issue was that she let this get out. Right. And even then, upon it getting out, because Will was doing his own thing, and that was made very clear. Will had been doing his own thing, but what was made extremely clear was Will. Will sitting away from her. They were not sitting together, holding hands, none of that stuff. They were sitting across the table from each other. And Will also said, no, 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 what's entanglement? Tell the people Tell, tell them sp- properly, exactly. Explicitly what so she did. So she couldn't even, you know, she couldn't zhuzh it up. She couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't even allowed to. He was not allowing her to add seasoning. No. He said, give the people them it straight on the rocks. No she banter. She couldn't make it sound sexy. No. no. I, I, I did say, I said entanglement. No, 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 no. No, no. <laughs> Entangle waiting. Right. He was eating it from the back. That's what he was doing. Don't talk about no entanglement. But my thing is, no, it goes to show. August Alcina said, I can die happy knowing that I've been truly. Yeah, you know so he was. Level? Yeah, he definitely the, was doing that. Do you know definitely. the level of reverse cowgirl? <laughs> he was doing all sorts. And it's like. I'm not surprised the amount of young guys have gone to follow her since because they were like, ruin my life, please. <laughs> I will sign the NDA. I said the same. my life. <laughs> but no, it's true. Jada wasn't even allowed to, you know, you know, talk about her cheating. No, you know, no. she wasn't allowed to express it the way Derek Jackson No, because she really wanted to tell us about transcendence and spiritual journeys. And Will said, not nope, on my watch. Not today. You're, you are not going to zhuzh up a few fucks. You are not going to do that. You are not going to do tell that. Tell them properly, please. But no, it, it, it really is true. Like, if, if she was to do that, you wouldn't see no good times let's hold no. hands in the video no. it wouldn't be no spiritual warfare no. none of that it wouldn't be any of that so that's why i feel like i think she's gonna wake up i really think she's gonna wake up i think way I too many her. you did i'm sorry I, did... I, you know me i oh, usually good. stay out of people's business you do i usually stay out of people's business but i when i found myself even commenting on that um, helmet of salvation video i knew that something was happening she said, to me you came with gossip i came with the gospel <laughs> <laughs> you came to blame. I came to slay with the spirit of the Holy Ghost. I was like, you Sis are... had written it out. She gave us poetry. She gave us spoken words. I was clicking. She is finito. You see a bonnet. I see, I see a helmet of, of salvation. salvation. <laughs> but let me tell you, it's not even that. It was her delivery. She was convinced. And not only was she convinced, she's also trying to convince herself. You can see she's trying yeah. to psych herself up. Yeah. It is truly it's if Stockholm syndrome, if you want to call it that, yeah. literally deeply traumatized. My God! But when when I was reading some of her captions, when she's talking about she hates her daughter's dark skin, um, all of this stuff, it's just like sis has been wounded for a while, and I I think I'm worried for her. But also, daughter. that's a really good point. I think of the <laughs> it's funny to me. A lot of light skinned women get with dark skinned men, thinking that 
there's no way in hell their child could be dark-skinned. Oh. I, I don't want to say things like good for you because there's a dark-skinned child involved. And it's not a punishment. And it's not a punishment. They're child, definitely yeah. not. I'm dark-skinned. Like, there's none of that. But it's more of like, well, no. So this is what you need to learn. Yes. This is actually what you fucking need to learn. But even on top of that as well, I feel like light-skinned women get with dark-skinned men thinking that they're not going to cheat because they have you are what they desire right and you need to understand that desirability will not insulate you from infidelity it will not inf- insulate you from patriot the, the the patriarchy and how it plays out and this is what you're finding out now right. sweetie we saw it last week you've now come with your own this week and again this is not about blaming you but it's about understanding that the way that colorism works that some of you are so happy to be light and bright and you're not even that light but the thing is like people proper ride off that like oh the man the man then want me yeah they want you and everybody else so what now and it seems like the people that he was now cheating with are dark-skinned women who knows who who, who, who even knows but i think for me it's what i kind of take such i just i just really struggle with it is the way that when these apology videos come about it's not even exclusive to derek but when these apology videos come about and then people start talking of it as a mistake they start saying things like oh it was a mistake it's a mistake is one time right not even just that it's that they talk about it's a mistake it's temptation and then when you look at these text messages text messages talking about oh I want you to sit on my face i want to do this to you i want to do that to you i just i'm thinking to myself that is not that is not a mis you are very much right. so aware and then also i know this is going to sound crazy right but i feel like if you cheat on your partner and you do multiple sex positions <laughs> you'll i know you're i know it's going to sound crazy but no no hear me out on this one if you do multiple sex positions while you're cheating on your partner you can't turn around and say that's a mistake you that was can't. intentional that was intentional that was that was, <laughs> that was intentional because so when you were flipping it over right when you're doing football on shoulder and i'm saying all of that no point where you were like oh. let's stop exactly and i'm saying all of that because so, a lot of the times when you're changing positions you have to stop right you have to pause <laughs> so these, these are moments where it's like okay stop what you're doing this is the mistake stop it and you continue so no Derek jackson i don't think i don't think people i don't think men like him and hear me out on this one, i don't think men like him are capable of making mistakes like that no whenever you do something like that it is absolutely intentional and actually there's a bit of um there's a bit of disrespecting it where it's like like you you want to like you're intentionally wanting to disrespect your partner yes do you get what i mean yes. i'm even hearing that how he got her denial he got her the same <laughs> he got her the same perfume as a side chick so she wouldn't be no she see, wouldn't but, be, um, but that's suspicious. that's abuse you know and and i know all you think about it is abuse. yeah and i know people don't like to um, conflate like i'm um, cheating and things like that but there is a certain level of cheating where now we've moved into abuse territory right yeah, yeah. now that's it and the gaslighting that he must have done um towards her where she's fully out here thinking that good can come of this and i hate that all these other women specifically black women black men who are of god as they like to call themselves she was posting their um, screenshots from the messages that they'd sent to her saying that you're fighting a good fight yeah keep going hold on to it nothing nothing there's nothing that god can't fix there's nothing god can't do yeah that's true that's fine but only for those who want god to do the thing right 
free will go- free will is a definite it's a definite mood and Derek Jackson chose to do all of these things while making videos as if you know he's one of the good guys and this is why I keep saying that there's no such thing as a good guy yes. if any man who would refer to himself as one of the good guys Run. I've even seen one wearing a hoodie that says it one of there's still some good ones left you're clearly not one of them Mm-mm. you're clearly not one of them that means that there is a they are aware of a dynamic that's so destructive to women's lives that they can benefit from just by just by not being that bad yeah, exactly right that's it not even great just by not being that bad and even then after he's made these videos and everything else he's then promoting his book and he's just like yeah just because i'm wrong doesn't mean that we can't live right you fuck you don't know about him you. <laughs> fuck you Honestly. about it's 50 percent off the book go and get it now and that's it. Like you've you've ridiculed, you've humiliated your wife in that way. You've harmed your wife in, behind closed doors in that way, and you're still out here promoting your book. And then it's mad to me because I think like women like denial. Like, do you think like to the way they speak about having to kind of get through this time and having to fight through it and all of that? What I want to know what is on the other end? What is the, what what is the result? But, right? Where what is the reward? So you okay? So you you fight the fight. When do you get my point? Yeah, like, what, like, is, what, what is it? What you is get it? a man. You get a man who stays at home. Oh my god, you get a man. Wonderful. Is that it? And then the man that you that you got is Derek Jackson. Derek Jackson. And do you know what would make me cringe? Yeah, that you'll be walking out on road, and then there are other women who are looking at your husband like, oh yeah, I last year. I know that he's and not it's on your husband. Community dick. Ugh. And I hate to think of how many girls he's actually been through in the actual church that they attend because that. These churches, Greenleaf has nothing on what actually goes on no, in no, the no, churches. No, 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 but no, no, we, no. until Greenleaf people, is just a snippet. Oh, until people are ready to have a big old conversation about the way that black the church, the black church specifically, just, not even just the black church, the church generally is harmful to black women. That you know, I'm talking about historically with all of their white churches and the slave trade and all of that and colonialism, and then we're talking about black churches perpetuating that same dynamic towards black women and uh, absolving black men of any responsibility or accountability for their actions. You don't need to chat to me, and I don't want to hear that some churches because it seems to be an awful lot of churches, right? Yeah. And so I don't want to know because this is what we get where somebody's so traumatized that they're holding on to the word of God, which they can do and they're in their right to, but they're using it in such a way that they're harming themselves, which is what yes. we're seeing happening with Denaya. <laughs> we're seeing happening with Denaya, and it really upsets me. Like he was talking in the third person as if it wasn't him that did it. But no, let me see if I can get a clip of this because you just need to hear the voice. The disassociation that word gets yeah. me every time. And we just wanted to address a couple of things. You know, we understand that some of you may have already heard, maybe not, um, that this chapter of our marriage is one that was preceded by a marriage that I completely failed. And I would say it just started around August, maybe September of last year. But, you know, a lot has been said already about what was the cause and all that other stuff. Some of it is true. Some of it is completely false. But the truth is, and I'm saying it here now, is that Derek Jackson was involved with other women outside. Who is Derek Jackson? Yeah, you see. <laughs> Who is Derek Jackson? You're talking about yourself, so why would you have to say Derek Jackson was involved with other women? You are talking about yourself. You did it. You. You did it. And meanwhile, he's holding her hand and she's nodding, she's nodding, she's nodding. He's dragging her hand. What oh. do you mean he's oh. He's dragging her hand. And it's- then... 
it's interesting notice the little things that he put in because that's another thing i've just clocked now that people were saying what was the cause what was the cause of this so he's shaming her and blaming her mm -hmm. as he's doing the apology because he was like some of it was true some of it was not what what do you mean there, there's nothing true other than you are the cause of the cheating yeah there's so why nothing... do we need to hear what was false what was true was the main topic that you cheated <laughs> And it was on you. Trying so to give us some balance. What was, the, what was the cause? I know some people have said, what was the cause of this? Nah, he's... Hold on. And by involved, I want to be clear. I'm not talking about just casually kicking it, maybe on lunch or something like that. I'm talking about as serious as sex um, to sexual flirtation and, and meeting up and that kind of thing. And some things that otherwise may be considered okay by some in terms of like just chatting or, or checking on people or being checked on by people that I've had a previous encounter with. Um, but without my wife's knowledge of it, us having a sexual history, all of it falls under the umbrella of inappropriate, cheating, affair, stepping out. Um, de definitely not in alignment with the vows that I took um, and definitely not in alignment with the biblical standard of what it means to be faithful, which is the standard that I'm going by now. Now, I'm saying now, this publicly. Now, why are you still dating? You know, married to you guys. First and foremost, I'm accountable to God. Then I have to be accountable to my wife, in which we've already had this conversation. I've already told her literally everything. I've given her basically a, a roll call list if I've said hello to a woman in the last week. Do you know how violent that is? So, so you then sit me down to tell me, he said a list. He said a list. You then sit me down to tell me every, every woman that you've been through her nook and cranny, you now sit me down to tell me that. I'm surprised that they were able to make this video because I think that, I'm sorry, I would have been making a confessional video about then and then and then I beat him up. Yeah, you like, like 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 a Chicago monologue. Yeah, he had it coming. He yeah, had it coming. I would have like look. He ran into my knife ten, <laughs> ten times. times. Yes. <laughs> my thing is it's just that I it goes back to what I was saying about denial. Like she looking at her face, she's still in shock. Yes. Since she's still in shock about the whole thing. And even when she's given us the videos about spiritual warfare and all of that, she's trying to psych herself up. She's trying to convince herself. She's going to fall very soon. I don't yes. hope that for her, but it's, she, it really is going to click for her. You see when that, what's that, what's yep. that people say, what's not clicking? Yeah, what's She's, not clicking? It's yep. going to click. But, then, but but it's just the third person, the way that he's talking and talking and talking, I'm just like, you're a mad guy, but then to then make a video of it's your narcissist, own video. It's narcissist, it's literally textbook narcissism. Literally. Where is his reaction video to himself? That's the one that scared me. The reaction video and he's laughing. He's like, oh, this guy... And he's like, oh, from what I understand of these two and from what I see. And then he tries to slightly blame her. And he's just like, oh, well, when you look at her body language, it might look like I'm like, what are you doing? But no, if you haven't checked it out, you should, because it's a very, very weird story. And men like him are very, very dangerous anyway, to what we wanted to say. Anyway, moving on from So You Mad, then this is definitely not going to be an hour, lol. Um, the paparazzi agency that files for bankruptcy after Megan sued. I thought that that was hilarious. Look, Megan is ruffling feathers. Yes. She is ruffling feathers. And just, I really hope, but quickly, by the way, I really hope she's on bed rest. Yeah. Because this is just a lot that she's been going through since what? Since last month. Yeah. But yeah, Megan has been, she's been doing the damn thing. And in un, unintentionally as well. Yeah. Unintentionally. Because um, I don't even think that's the first agency that's been bankrupt or this. She's been doing quite a few things to some publications yeah. because people want to try and chat shit. And if you actually read that story as to how they violated yeah. her, it, make, it, it makes you feel even more better. But then the thing is, again, headlines really bother me sometimes because they make it out like it's like her suing them that's bank make them bankrupt. Actually, it's one of their employees suing them. 
as well as Megan, that means that they don't have money. And primarily, yeah. those, are, those are ongoing factors, but also it's the pandemic. Because you read it and it's actually, oh, you know, the pandemic means that more less celebrities are out on road. So you don't have people to take, take pictures, pictures of. of yep. So your business is crumbling because of that. But you should have been leaving people alone in the first place. Yes, I know. I'm breaking the rules. Right. So what was this one? They took a so, picture of her. So, so it says here, um, a major paparazzi agency is facing serious financial issues. According to E! Online, um, Splash News and Picture Agency filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy on Tuesday. And also sometimes people file for bankruptcy so they don't have to pay you anything. Yeah. And then they'll just go and open a new company. So it's not like they don't have money. They just don't want to give, give it to you. Yeah, yeah, give you the money. Um, it goes on to say um, um, they filed for bankruptcy, citing the global pandemic as a contributing factor, as well as the mounting costs of two ongoing litigation cases, one of which involves Meghan Markle. The Duchess of Sussex has sued um, the company over ta- photos taken during a private family outing in Canada. The parties reportedly settled the complaint in late 2020. However, it seems Splash News has struggled to financially recover. Good. Yes. Good for you. Um, the agency's president, Emma Curzon, in, um, indicated the Mark Hall lawsuit was one of the two litigation cl- cases that have put Splash News in the red. She also said the COVID-19 crisis played a significant role in their money issues as the lockdowns made it difficult to take celebrity photographs. God, you should have been leaving people alone. Yeah, yeah. especially when I think about Britney and all of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. she goes, and the claims are disputed, but unfortunately, ongoing um, attorney bills have drained and continue to drain cash from the business. Um, Splash is unable to continue with the financial burden to defend these claims as a consequence of the global pandemic. The availability of celebrity images has declined and budgets within media companies have been cut to um, to reflect wider macroeconomic challenges. Um Splash News has also been sued by Esmeralda Servin, a former employee who says she was subjected to sexist remarks while at the company and was wrongfully terminated. Um, she goes, um, the president says this, this situation has been exacerbated by two ongoing litigation cases and the costs of defending these cases. These cases are in the United Kingdom and United States. Um, Curzon continued, the plaintiffs in the United Kingdom litigation, litigation are seeking various forms of injunctive relief. That's Megan, right? Yes, that's yeah. Megan. The case involves free speech-related issues under United Kingdom law and unfortunately has proven to be too unbearably expensive for Splash to continue good. its defence. God, good, that's why I want spiritual bass boss, yes. bass boss for all of you. Fucking good, 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 good. I love, I love how Megan is just fucking shit up. So uh, first thing, what we had Piers Morgan leave yeah. and then we had Sharon Osbourne try to defend <laughs> Piers Morgan and lo and behold, she is out She's of CBS. Out of here. Well, Sharon, it's retirement now for you. Yeah. Because what? She's 65. Go and get your freedom pass. Go yes. Away. Yes. Go get your freedom pass. And do you know what's so funny, right? After the whole Sharon thing, you realize loads of people didn't like her. Yes. Yes. But they all just get quiet about because it. They do Even our co-hosts. No, when it comes to a white woman, you don't you don't want that smoke. You don't want to be the one that goes up against a white woman on the wrong day because it might be a day that people aren't really ready to back you on that. <laughs> so and so you're gonna look mad out here. You really have and, to rally people. Yeah, you have to make sure that you've got everybody on side before you say, Oh, this white woman, because the tears of a white woman is more powerful than ten thousand ships. So oh. you just you wanna you wanna know that you're ready to go, basically. I'm ready to go right now, and Sharon was ready to go right now. So I just thought that was interesting. And then the final So You Mad was the white Long Island teacher um, telling a black boy to kneel as a sign of respect. Like, white people, when will you rest? When will you rest? Always. What, Neil or the ballet, like? Let's see. <laughs> well, I think he would have gone with Neil because he's a waste man. But let's let's see. Um, unfortunately, what is this? Um, oh, I forgot to use my 
See, this is me using my VPN. I remember when mommy would come to primary school parents evening and she'll be telling the teachers to beat me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the Nigerian one, Mrs. Oduko. She'll be like, no, if he does that, beat him. But you're like, mom, no. <laughs> not, not even mom, but Mrs. Oduko's looking at her like, what kind of... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've put my VPN on. Book, book. It says here, black boy 11 forced to kneel and apologise by white headmaster who called it the African way. A white Long Island Catholic school headmaster forced a black 11-year-old student to kneel down and apologise to a teacher, calling it the African way to say sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Trisha Paul, the mum, says it was disturbing enough to learn about the punishment of her sixth grade son at the, hand, yeah, at the hands of St. Martin de Porres Marianist school headmaster John Hollian. Um, but she was even more shocked when Hollian, who is white, told Paul, who is Haitian-American, he'd learned the approach from an, a Nigerian father who um, said it was the African way of apologising. Once he started mentioning this African family, and that's when it just clicked, said Paul. Like, this is not normal procedure. I felt there was no relevance at all. Is he generalising that everyone who is black is African? That's when I realised something is not right with this situation. Paul said her son is still reeling from the humiliating incident and the family's grappling with the suspicion he was treated more harshly because of his race. Ooh, um, the suspicion. <laughs> um, my son was humiliated, hurt, embarrassed, sad and confused. He reads um, about things happening because of your skin colour to experience it. Gosh, he's just trying to process it in his 11-year-old brain. Holly declined to comment on the specifics of Paul's complaint, saying only that... We love our students here and noting that the vast majority are students of colour. Attempts to reach a representative of the Marianist Brothers, the religious chapter that, the, that runs the school, was unsuccessful. Um, but after the inquiries about from the news about the incident, school officials sent a letter to parents Friday saying that Hollyan has been placed on temporary leave while the school investigates. They go on to say, I want to assure you that St. Martin's neither condones nor accepts the actions of our headmaster. Um, the headmaster <laughs> the incident does not reflect our long established values or the established protocols regarding student related issues um, Paul the mum enrolled her son Trayson in the $15,000 a year Catholic school last October I with knew high, it was private I knew it was private with high hopes I did my research said Paul who works in administration for a hospital I placed him where I thought he was in a safe and warm loving environment where I thought he would learn um, things were going according to plan until Thursday, tw February 25th, when Trayson finished early with his reading and took out another assignment to get a head start, according to his mum. Paul said the boy's English teacher confronted Trayson about working on the wrong assignment, ripped up the paper and marched into Hollyan's office. The headmaster told the boy to get on his knees and say sorry. Paul was shocked when her son recounted the story that afternoon, but tried to give the school the benefit of the doubt. Um, a March 1st phone call with Hollyan did very little to ease her fears. Paul said she asked Hollyan if forcing students to kneel while apologising is standard disciplinary practice. And he said, um, and he acknowledged that it wasn't. And then related the anecdote about the Nigerian family. I, <coughs> she goes on to say, I asked the headmaster how the story was relevant. Paul said, um, he, um, he said he... Um, she said she didn't get a clear answer. The phone call left her with the impression that the headmaster thought the punishment was appropriate for her child because he's black. Right. Um, Paul pressed Hollyan again during an in-person in meeting on March 4th, a recording of which was obtained by the news. 
he, um, it was a situation where your son was really disrespectful and rude to a teacher in front of the other students, Holly and told Paul. The whole idea is for your son to see he can't speak to women that way. Paul said she never gotten any indication from the school that they were concerned about her son's behavior or his treatment of female teachers and that he's a well-mannered honor roll student. Holly and told Paul and he, um, he thought having the boy get on his knees would reinforce the gravity of the situation. If I said to him, apologize and get back to class, it wouldn't have meant nothing. So it was changing the way to say, I apologize. Wow. <sighs> wow. Because if he told, if he told, if he told the white, uh, white student okay. to get out of the class, that would be effective. Right. But then when it's a black student, because you met a Nigerian father one time. That is a, it's, I just think it's funny. You wanted him to apologize in an African way to a non-African <laughs> person. You wanted him to apologize in an African way to a non-African person. Look, I think that kid is bad as hell. Look, I'm sure look, them them kids in America. I think them, but no, you do not. You do not. No, I would have. I would have. I would have gone to that school and I would have slapped that head. But I don't think he was because listen to what happened. He finished his other work early, mm-hmm. and so he started on another work. He didn't sit down and not do anything because me, if I finish an assignment early, I'm gonna now start busting a joke with everybody else who hasn't finished their assignment. I'm, I'm gonna disrupt start, them. Yeah, I'm gonna disrupt, the, disrupt them because I know that I've done my work. I'm sorry, I've got to be honest. I've got to speak my truth. Fine, but, <laughs> but he finished that work and then he went and started on another piece of work. And then the teacher came, seeing him doing the other piece of work, said that he wasn't doing the right piece of work, ripped it up, and then marched him to the headmaster's office. That was the racism there. That is where we began. Uh-huh. That is where we began. And then you now march him to the headmaster's office for even more racism, and then you told him to get on his knees to apologise. That's I, funny. That's what you take from the African um, 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 African cultures. But when they tell you to take seasoning, you say no, that you no, no, can't. no. You don't want to take that. Wash when, your legs. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but you can take kneeling down. You can take that one. That 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 symbol of submission. You can take that one. It's absolutely fucked because again, this is how like black students are penalized and 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 put under such punitive measures within schools, and then you wonder why they don't like you lot. Yes, and this is the thing that student. We'll never forget that. Right. I think my thing with this is that, you know, there was always kind of moments in school where I thought, hmm, was that was from, you know, like that? interactions with white teachers yeah. or anything? Was that racist? But then you find that schools create an environment where it's like they can, they make you feel like there can be no racism. Yeah. It doesn't matter if there's uh, everybody's a white teacher. They make you feel like there can be no racism. So I can imagine... Or that, that the school's predominantly um, mixed with people of with colour. Kind of, yeah, as, as, as in the like kids. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah, as in the kids. Yeah, yeah, but you always find the teachers are, they still reflect society. The teachers right. are still very white. And so how can we be racist when there are so many of you um, um, students with a funny tinge but that's it you racist <laughs> to all of us exactly that's how it works or you just choose your favourites right exactly what they did in the slavery days oh. right so what was my point anyways yeah um, I just feel like I can't even remember when you were in thinking. school and then you'd be like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like, yeah they make it hard to deny the racism so I kind of feel like you know that is it's the gaslighting that happened with him would have been major where yeah. it's like no just like you were saying like how could we have been racist there's everyone here is black there's yeah. patients there's so many i'm just like nah you guys knew what you were doing and that wasn't of his heritage as, as they as they're pointing out he's american haitian and that's not how they nigerian, identify yeah. not nigerian so why are you making him kneel in a nigerian way like everything about it reeks of racism yeah. but it's the same thing about telling someone you're from nigeria and then they say oh really i actually had a mate who had a neighbor who was gone in and you're like <laughs> the, the gun is even closed they'll tell you Kenya. <laughs> Kenya, yeah it's true it's true 
So yeah. So anyway, that's that for so you mad. So let's finally get onto straw of the week then. Ooh, and she's getting this. Um. So we've got two letters. Um. All from anonymous. Um. Senders. Are you gonna be anonymous? Are you gonna be anonymous? <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, I know your name. Just <laughs> <laughs> these lot though. Okay. First letter. For straw of the week, a.k.a. suck your mum. Hello, Kelechi. All the best to you and yours. And it was amazing to see you on various American news shows doing what you do best. Speaking the unmitigated truth. It's bittersweet because of the reason they had you on. But whatever, you killed it. Hey, Sadiq. Waves. (laughs) I'm shifting to straw of the week because this is always supposed to be just a quick one. But the words like to run away on their own. I have a straw nomination and it's for a judge, but not like when Brexiters in the UK and Trumpers label judges the enemy of the people. No, the actions of this judge and also those who participated in this action allowed for the consequences that came right after. The judge in question chose to block a two year old assault rifle ban that had been up in Boulder, Colorado on March 18th, saying that the ban violated a 2003 Colorado state law that prohibited municipalities from enacting their own gun control laws. The National Rifle Association, NRA, didn't even take a breath before gloating over the matter. Let's ignore the fact that Boulder that rule in direct response to the Parkland High School shooting of 2018. Let's also ignore that 2018-19 was one of those years where there essentially was a shooting per um, every three to four days in the year. That's how frequent it was before Rona came to town. And let's also ignore that Colorado is the location of one of the worst mass shootings in America's history, Columbine. Let's ignore all of that. It didn't take a week for someone to pick up an assault rifle, AR-15, go into a supermarket and take 10 lives. The city of Boulder in 2018 was acting to protect itself and some crusty judge used the failings of the law to essentially tell them to kick rocks. I'm not absolving the gunmen and I'm not ignoring the NRA, which is a crusty organisation on its own that needs to just cease being a thing. My ire um, for the um, judge is that his ruling made it so cops could not continue to enforce an, an, an assault rifle ban that was enacted to at least catch these signs before they resulted in this kind of loss. Rona, take them all. Can you believe that it took a pandemic to stop Americans from killing each um, other Americans, but not even a pandemic could stop the cops from shooting black people? Rona, take them all. Please have a good day. After seeing you on the American news circuit, I was hoping this would precipitate, precipitate, sorry, a US focus for you. But let's, um, but please let that friend with a private jet land first so you can leave whenever you want. Also pilot fees, fuel fees, landing fees and tax. Thank you. From Anon. Oh, thank you. I forgot you won the the US news. Yeah. That feels like a while ago now. It feels like Jeez. ages ago. It feels like ages ago. They need to get me on the talk or the view, really. I want to oh, deal yes. with Meghan McCain. That's yes. what I'm coming for. That, that oh, you actually have to Whoopi fly Go- out for. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg needs to step out. I just want five minutes with Meghan McCain. Like I, I want to drag her the way that she hasn't been dragged I yet. I think it's interesting that the hairstyles that she wants to... <laughs> Looking like a pterodactyl. <laughs> Do you know what I have to give it to her? Some some of them have been all right though, but that's to her hairstylist, and her, apparently her hairstylist is black. Of course, yeah, of course. But some of them, I'm like, okay, come through. She's really trying, little dusty cow. Come through, and you know they all kind of like that black aesthetic. They love it, mm, but a not little, black people. A little boxer braid here, yeah. a little twist up there. Yeah, but no, I um. <laughs> 
you know, I, I would like to actually be on an American TV show. So if any of them producers are listening to this show, like actually fly me out, get me flewed out. Because Do your American accent for them. Oh, uh, I can't write, no. Yeah, but that's American? <laughs> no, I went the other way. <laughs> Okay, well, guys, she can do an American accent. I promise you. Better than Idris Elba's. Oh, sorry. Is, are we still rolling? Is this being recorded? <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so for the second letter, it says here, "Are you fucking mad?" Uh oh. Res Lab report and event. Taser usage by Greater Manchester Police has reached its highest ever level. Black men five times more likely to be tasered than white people and they want to double the officers armed. Grand rising, Kalechi. Blessings from Manchester to you, Sadiq, and your family. May you all be showered with abundance, joy. Oh, that was me kicking the mic. Um, may you all be showered with abundance, joy, and peace. Big yeah. up yourself for the interviews this week, the Sally drop and the post-run videos. You are a gift that don't stop giving. Mm. I hope you find time to rest and recuperate. Drag me. Lol. Uh, I'm going to do my best to keep this short and sweet by sticking to facts without embellishment or rage because I already know today's episode is going to be going off. There's a lot of information that needs to be digested, especially while people in this country think that police madness is restricted to London. This would be a nomination for straw of the week, but with that, with what's gone on um, this week and considering the police crime, sentencing and court bill being discussed today, I imagine you're going to have loads of letters and your own things to be saying in that segment. Although I would have um, loved to put my policy and my policy head on to rip that fucker to shreds too, because that's what I do. This is a timely matter and completely aligned in the with the structural violence and racism that, uh, that makes this country tick over, which we will already be hearing about today. So are you fucking mad? Here it goes. Resistance Lab is a collective of scholars, activists and grassroots community groups working to confront state violence in Greater Manchester, committed to participatory democratic approaches that, um, that bring technology and data experts into collaborative partnership with anti-racist activists in order to find new ways to resist state violence and create more just and equitable communities. Last year, ResLab published their first report, A Growing Threat to Life, Taser Usage by Greater Manchester Police, which found since 2003, 18 people have died in England after a taser has been charged by the police. The use of tasers by police forces across England and Wales has increased by more than 500% over the last decade, up from 3,573 incidents in 2009-10, to 23,451 in 2018-19. Taser use by the GMP um, increased by 73% from 832 incidents in 2017 to 18 to 1,442 incidents in 2018-19. This rate of increase exceeded the national average of 39%, as well as that of comparable forces, such as the Metropolitan Police, which reported a 49% increase in the use of tasers. In 2018-19, black people were subject to the use of taser by Greater Manchester Police at nearly four times the rate of white people. In 2018-19, Greater Manchester Police reported incidents involving the use of tasers against children under the age of 18 in total. Greater Manchester Police reported 118 such incidents, including eight against children under the age of 11. Wow. In 2018-19, Greater Manchester Police reported that individuals perceived by the officer to have either physical or mental disabilities constituted 210 cases, 15% of total incidents involving tasers. 
Some may think that this data being published would be enough to make both the police force and the Greater Manchester Combined Authority, which is led by Mayor Andy Burnham, to evaluate practice of the police. But a lot of us who haven't got our heads up our own asses know better because, yes, you guessed it, it doesn't end or get better for the following year, 2019 to 20. Since publication of the Res Lab report, the GMP have been placed in special measures over systemic data mishandling, including the loss of 80,000 crime reports culminating in their most senior officer resigning over the matter. The force is also ordered by, was also ordered by the IOPC to issue an apology to Michael um, Gilchrist, or is it Gilchrist? Um, a former, um, a 53-year-old black man diagnosed with autism and a learning difficulty who was repeatedly subjected to taser and CS gas um, following a mental health episode in 2014. And most of us will have seen the footage of the police tasering an unarmed black man who was with his young child at the petrol station in Manchester in May of last year. The GMP are due to publish their equality and policing report in April. Last week on the 8th of March, Resistance Lab released an updated report titled Taser Usage by Greater Manchester Police as reached its highest ever level. And here are some of the snapshots of the findings. For the year 2019-20, GMP's taser usage actually increased a further 7% and now it's at its highest ever level. Racial disproportionalities have widened with black people now more than five times more likely to be subject to a use of force incident involving taser than white people. Use against children has also increased from 118 to 132 incidents in 2019 to 2020. Infographics published by GMP on their website and circulated to community groups indicated that their taser use was declining. However, this is directly contradicted by data report by GMP to the Home Office, which shows tasers being used at more than double the rate claimed in these infographics at the same April 2019, March 2020 period. The GMP have plans to double the number of taser trained officers on the street. Are you fucking mad? Black men are five times more likely to have tasers drawn slash used against them. Double the number of officers. I'm going to control myself and not go on a rant right now because you know the length of the email and time and that. The Greater Manchester Combined Authority and its mayor, Andy Burnham, launched a race equality panel in December 2020. It's the first of its kind in the city region, and it's been announced that they will be working with the GMP to review the race equality in policing report before its publication. It's formed of 24 racially diverse local community members with various professional experiences and from different walks of life, but all of them most definitely got li the lived experience of societal and structural racism of this shitty country. The panel aims are to be involved in policy framework, scrutinization, creation and development. It's supposed to, um, according to the website, hold leaders to account, but the panel itself is an advisory one. It exists without power. Is it just me or does it sound like they're looking for black and brown faces to give a shit stamp of approval and for the combined authority to A, not pay people for their labor, B, look to be ticking boxes, and looking to be ticking that EDI box and C, using black and brown faces to repeat what's already been said instead of just doing the work and implementing change. I'm not going to delve any further into the panel, but maybe expect a letter about this specifically in the future. I will say based on um, who's on the panel, that stamp of approval won't be easily achieved, nor will they get away with glossing over shit within the panels uh, without um, significant challenge. On a public scale, though, um, given the panel's limitations, that presents a different matter. I'm wondering out loud which data set the GMP will use in their next report ne um, next month. Bottom line is the GMP are violent. They are racist. 
they are incompetent and they have publicly lied about data. But when the updated resistance lab report was released last week and the mayor and deputy mayor were asked about it in a press conference, they stated that this new report was correct. No, sorry, was incorrect and that they don't know how this information is being reported to the Home Office. Either way, it still stands. The GMP are violent, they are racist and they are incompetent and they have publicly lied about data. On Thursday this week, the 18th of March, Resistance Lab will be hosting an online event, No More Tasers, to spotlight the ongoing risks presented by the weapons in the hands of the police. The event will feature Patrick Williams, um, Mike Shiner, Stafford Scott, Jessica Pandian, um, Kim Fall and Kerry Pimblot. Um, it will be live streamed on the Resistance Lab YouTube channel and recorded for post-event viewing. Here is the link to register if you want or anyone wants to come. So that's obviously passed, but you can go onto the Resistance Lab YouTube channel to watch. Um, so yeah, big up Resistance Lab for putting in the work and doing all the things. And this is just an extra bit of information that related to this week's events and further shows the misogyny that is rooted within the police forces here in this country. The data from elsewhere, from three quarters of um, English police of um, police forces, showed that police employees accused of domestic abuse are third are a third less likely to be convicted than are the general public. Fewer than a quarter of complaints resulted in disciplinary action. Greater Manchester Police only delivered one conviction from seventy nine reports over the three year period, and can be found in the Guardian. Just um, and can be found on the Guardian. Just Google police forces and domestic violence. I knew the letter would be long. I didn't realise this email was going to be so long or I would get into the new police crime sentencing and court bills these Tory pricks are trying to push through. Maybe that's an email for next week. Grateful for you reading this. I'm hoping now as I come to the end of this email that the beginning of this week's episode that has already had me laughing out loud with Sadiq painfully guessing your song choice based on vibes because in honesty, I haven't laughed in a few days and I need that belly laugh um, that SYM always delivers. What a fucking week. Wow. Peace and solidarity to you. Protection from the most high angels and the ancestors. Anonymous. Thank you so much. Thank you, girl. You lot know how to drag. Yes. And I said that before. The people <laughs> I said, you guys really, I thought I could write, you know, you know, you know, you writing a few things. Like, yeah, I could do, but you guys can really write. And I, do you know what? I love the passion. I so love the passion that, you know, the listeners bring and how invested they are into these situations. Because I feel like, you know, if people, if people, if we don't have people that are passionate about these things, the fuckery will continue yes. and continue yes. and continue and continue. So, yeah, it's good. No, and it's so important. Like, we, whenever I'm talking about these things, I tend to focus a lot on London. So I'm glad. I love that you send me things that's happening around the country, like what's happening in Manchester and them things there, because the police force as a whole is crumbling and we need to really understand what are we doing henceforth? Because it's violent in every respect. You're not protecting the people that you said you were going to protect. So now what? Right. Now and what? And then you think to yourself, right, so black people are a minority, but somehow you are tasing us. <laughs> more than it's actually scary wow and do you know what's so mad is that people think so a lot of people think that statistics are there to make, kind of make things look worse no statistics make things look how they are yes statistics make things look how they are and it is scary for me that you know even in somewhere like manchester where is that what's the black population like do you know i don't know but there are 
quite a lot. Some of black people, people but yeah, not yeah. not compared to the whites, I'm sure. No, no right. Yeah. But you're still tasing black people five more, times more. Five times more. Do you know what that means? You're trying to get us out of here, but it's not going to happen. But you're tasing children as well, and I would like and, to know uh, yes, which proportion. 11. Yes, and I'd like to know which proportion are black. I would love to know that as well because this is madness. This is absolute madness. So when Americans talk about, oh well, in the UK, and don't talk about in the UK because proportionally. It's actually mad what's happening over here. If you consider the size of America and consider the size of Britain, you understand that for us to be getting the same numbers in terms of um, proportionality, getting the same numbers as you, something is fucked. Yes. Something is seriously fucked. I'm glad you fucked. said that. I'm glad you said that. So, no. Um, but, yeah, that's so, you know, the Greater Manchester Police, you can go all go suck your mothers because Please. it's absolutely wild that this is happening. Big up yourself, Resistance Lab. Thank you for doing the work it's that you do. It's been a terrible do. year for the police. Well, when, <laughs> when, when the police have a good year. Right. But they've been, they've had amazing PR thus far. <laughs> and now that PR ain't PRing no, no more. No. Um, and, yeah, so it's sure of the week. And the judge in Colorado, you too can go suck your mother. Yes. Like, it's absolutely mad what's happening. And um, you all deserve to suck your mothers out until you pass out yep. that's what i went that's what i wish for you yep. so anyway that's that for this week's episode of sy am i already i feel like you've given me energy thanks Good. Um, I'm glad to hear. yeah i feel better um so yeah that's that i've been kalechi and i've been sunny and this has been sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck okay. your mom so send your letters to sym at kalechiokafor.com you can support the podcast on patreon.com forward slash uh um, and you can follow me on at Collection of Couple at Say Your Mind Pod. Yes, and you can follow me at Sadiko JN. That's both Insta and Twitter. And um, yeah, F1 season's back, and we need Lewis to win all of the things. Of Thanks course. so much. I'll go and get into the Bahrain Grand Prix when I get in and go and see the results of that. But I know that from qualifying, Verstappen got pole position, and I hope that Hamilton in second position manages to overtake him. But I'll go and see how the drama plays out, um, and I should know by Monday. So, anyway. Yes. Peace. See ya. It's the Benz Brunani woman is. Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find. And she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind. Say you mind.